This is the United Methodist People Podcast, episode number 24, with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. This is a special Holy Week edition of the Be Encouraged Podcast with Bishop Julius Trimble. So the good news and the good word, uh, even though we are living, many will feel like we're living in a Good Friday world. Uh, Easter is coming. And when Easter comes, we all will be able to say, Jesus Christ is risen, risen indeed. Welcome to the United Methodist People Podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes that strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church is essential to accomplishing the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And now, here's Brad. Hello again, good people. Welcome to the United Methodist People Podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, where we are all about strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church through conversation and commentary. We're coming to you today on the day after Palm Sunday, April the 6th, 2020. We're in the middle of dealing with the quarantine situation with the coronavirus, and many people are impacted by that. We are pleased that Bishop Julius Trimble is with us in the third of a series of podcast messages called Be Encouraged with the Bishop, where he is sharing with us his thoughts and his encouragement about how to do ministry in this particular age that we are in. Today, you're going to hear Bishop Trimble talk about slowing down a little bit and to understand the meaningfulness of Holy Week. He's going to talk about how we need to be very aware and very thankful for the work of our existing churches and how churches are, are doing some things with digital worship and through some other uh, methodologies, such as handing out palms on parking lots of this type of thing in order to keep the connection between the churches. Because he wanted to emphasize to, in our conversation today about how we're in this for the long haul and how we need to learn how to do church it's new in different ways and be compassionate and be patient with one another. In the end, Bishop brings us a great message for Easter. You're going to love this edition of the United Methodist People podcast. Please remember you can always go to our website, unitedmethodistpodcast.com and facebook.com slash unitedmethodistpodcast for more information about what we are doing and to connect it with back issues, United Methodist People podcast. Let's get into our conversation of Be Encouraged with with Bishop Julius Trumbull right now. Bishop, welcome to the podcast today. The Lord be with you, Brad, and all of our listeners. Absolutely. Bishop, how about just uh, today we are talking on the day after Palm Sunday, uh, April 6, 2020, Holy Week. Uh, what's a word that God is giving to you right now, or perhaps a scripture or some leading? What's, what's, what's God speaking to you about right today? today well god has been speaking to me uh, as approaching this uh, holy week passion week uh to slow down uh to slow down to stay put uh and to trust god uh and uh, and there's a word uh actually jesus is very much a promise keeper in matthew the 20th chapter uh, for a third time, Jesus foretells his death and resurrection uh, from the 17th through the 19th verses. 
while Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside and said to them on the way, see, we are going up to Jerusalem and the son of man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes. They will condemn him to death and they will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. And on the third day, he will be raised. So the word uh, this week is for us to slow down, to stay put, to trust God. The, the, the word passion uh, is rooted in a Latin word, passio, meaning uh, to suffer. Or in, in some translations, it says enduring suffering uh, or long-suffering. Uh, prior to the crucifixion and death, uh, we forget sometimes. We skip over, Brad. Sometimes we want to skip over to the resurrection and forget that this is a week of sacrifice and suffering that God has done for us. So my word for the listeners is to trust God, slow down, uh, remember that God sacrificed for us or as in as Paul writes in 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 Romans uh, five, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. At the right time, Christ died for us. So my word is to be encouraged and know that God has um, prepared a way for all of us. Well, I think uh, your word is a good one here today. On Holy Week is for most pastors, most clergy, and most church folks is absolutely the busiest time of year, isn't it? You know, just usually it is. And we are called here today, uh, this Holy Week, to slow down. And remember, we can't get to Easter without uh, without uh, Holy Thursday and Good Friday and this time of suffering that we have to go through. So given this situation, we're asked to slow down and to think and contemplate and to deal with the matters at hand. Where are we right now in our church uh, Bishop, you know, you did announce uh, recently that we will be not having public worship throughout the month of April. Uh, just kind of give us the state of the church. Where do we stand uh, right now here at this Holy Week? Well, as, as, as someone has coined the phrase, it's been, it was coined before this global pandemic, the church has left the building. Uh, but I think this is really a time of testing uh, how the body of Christ will be faithfully the body of Christ. Uh, during these weeks, not only uh, Palm Sunday, uh, which just passed, but also Easter, which is coming up. Uh, how will we be the church uh, scattered in this way and, and uh, uh, in our part of social distancing? We have been intentional and churches have been very faithful and I give um, much kudos to our pastors and laypersons. People had drive-by pickup palms on Palm Sunday, and people have uh, adopted, many folks have adopted uh, digital worship in ways that people can remain connected. And others are, are still calling people on the phone, uh, reminding them that they are still part of the body of Christ and part of the church. So this is no time for us to retreat on our commitment to be beloved community and to be Christ followers. And I think we have to learn from each other. And as I've said previously, extend a lot of grace uh, to one another during this time period. Yes, I think that's such an important thing to 
verse God's laid in my heart recently is Second uh, uh, Corinthians five seventeen. If anyone's in Christ, you're a new creation. Yes. The, old is, the old is gone, the new has come, and we're in a new day. It just seems like to me, and part of this new day is that um, you know the novelty is starting to wear off. You know, we've had a few weeks of this uh, quarantine situation, and it looks like we could have a whole lot more. And so we have to learn how to do church in, in a different way. And it's putting some stresses on pastors and people and churches and, and on the community, you know, first uh, hotline calls, situations like that. How do you think, uh, what are some creative ways you maybe are hearing about, or maybe some current concerns you have about how the church is impacting our communities that are in stress right now? Several churches, uh, I was impressed as I, as I worship several churches online, uh, and it never dawned on me, but churches have actually started a COVID-19 fund. You would think that churches would first be thinking about uh, paying their bills, uh, paying their pastor, and, and looking about, thinking about themselves. And here we have churches who are really doing what Christ would do, and that is thinking of how we can support healthcare workers and also persons who are in stress and who are, who are calling for counseling. Uh, uh, I am impressed that churches still think of others, even though we all are being impacted economically uh, by this uh, stay-at-home order. Mm-hmm. So there are some signs of encouragement, and uh, yet we are at a stressful time. What's giving you uh, real pause for concern these days. What is laying on your heart? Some areas that are just uh, kind of a what do we do now? Well, one of the things that's given me some pause is, and my oldest son uh, shared this phrase with us yesterday. He's in he's in the media and marketing and uh, online presence. He said he said that dad and mom uh, people are going to experience virtual fatigue which is not a term I've ever heard, Brad. Maybe you have. I have not. That, I, that at, at persons have not been used to being uh, online or being relegated to, to communicating in one form uh, only. We're used to being outside uh, and uh, containment and confinement that goes against our natural inclination for community and gathering. Uh, so, one of my concerns is that virtual fatigue. We, we, we have repeated meetings. I've had meetings almost every day with the exception of Sundays uh, where pastors are gathering online, uh, laypersons are gathering, other organizations, boards that I serve on are now doing online meetings, uh, whether they're using Zoom or Web, WebEx or other uh, uh, digital platforms. So what happens after we do this over a course of a sustained period of time? It could be a sense of, of fatigue, just like if you're, you're, you're sitting down all day, uh, at some point you realize that your body is made not just to be stationary and sedentary, that we have yes. to get up and move. And I think other parts of it. So I think it, one, one of the things that, that inspires me is to see people outdoors walking. Families have had an opportunity to be together. Uh, but also persons who are who are stressed and who find themselves in vulnerable p- positions are also uh, uh, have an increased sense of that. And the one report was there's an increased call to Gamblers Anonymous. Um, 
and but I've been inspired when I heard that several churches were still able to have their NA and AA meetings by providing an online platform or Zoom meeting for those groups as well. Yeah, well, that's uh, certainly something to be aware of. We have to understand that we do need human contact more so than through a digital form. We need that contact and we crave it. That's part of the community of the church. And so we're going to find more creative ways. I just think use of the telephone is going to have to be much more thing that we're going to have to do. You know, I just really do. And uh, that type of thing. Uh, Bishop, uh, not too long, uh, several days ago, last week, uh, you helped host a forum with folks from Indiana university health and some other folks in the mental health pr- uh, professions. Uh, what were some takeaways or learnings that we had from the IU medical folks that may be pertinent and helpful to our churches and to our pastors as we deal with this uh, crisis? I think one thing I, we learned from that was that there are some things that we can do. So this social distancing and hand washing and staying apart a, a is, is health, helpful. Uh, and the, the other thing uh, that we, we learned that there are things that we can do relative to caring for ourselves and that we should pay attention to that, that pastors don't have to expect that they will continue to serve as hospital chaplains there are hospital chaplains who are on these teams that are providing direct care for COVID patients uh, and patients in the hospital. And we need to maybe connect with those resources that are already available to us. Um, exercise so, is still important and should not be neglected. Uh, uh, looking out for one another is still important and should not be neglected. And people, and there are ways for people to connect to how you can volunteer during this time. Sure. So, well, it was good to hear the connection and the, the uh, working relationship between the medical community and the church community is still there. And it's there here in our community here in Indiana, around the world for that matter, I hear about. And uh, let me ask you one more question, kind of a, in, uh, a term within the church here, within the clergy. Then I want you to do, give us a kind of a thought for Easter, if you, if you don't mind. And, and it's just, I just wonder how, the whole situation here is impacting the work of the cabinet, appointment making, things of this nature. That is a issue that is out there that I just think I would like you to address briefly, if you would, if you don't mind. One of the things I'd like to say to the clergy uh, uh, is that we are very cognizant that this is not a normal time. Uh, so while we are completing our work as, as far as appointment making, uh, the vast majority of that, ninety-nine percent of that, is being done via Zoom or on. On, or telephone, um, we're still projecting those who will be moving to be moving at the, at the same time. Movers are still working, and moving will happen in, in, in June uh, with new appointments starting July 1. We, we're telling pastors, I'm telling pastors, not to worry about the paperwork that we always sometimes get obsessed with, the forms and the uh, deadlines, uh, but to extend grace, and cabinet is doing that. We're extending grace uh, in our relationships with our pastors. Uh, we're continuing to spend a lot of time in our worship experience it, it, via Zoom uh, and praying for and staying connected with pastors. I've made a couple of calls, make a, make a couple of calls every week. We have some p- folks, Brad, and this will be the case, who now have parishioners who have died as a result of COVID-19. And so I've been able to reach out to a, a couple of pastors who who either personally have been impacted by it or have parishioners who've been impacted by it. So we want to stay as connected and compassionate as possible 
and lead with compassion, especially during this Holy Week. Well, I think you said it well, to extend grace. In fact, go beyond, <laughs> beyond what we normally do, just be uh, extravagant grace. Uh, Bishop, it is Holy Week. We're talking to you uh, on Monday the 6th of April, Holy Week. And we will, uh, I just want to give you an opportunity to share anything you would like to share with our listeners regarding Holy Week, Easter, any thoughts that you may have to share, to give inspiration or comfort to our folks. One of the the scriptures that I've come across in my devotional was first Peter five, seven, give all your cares and worry to God for God cares for you. I believe God's promises are promises that we can count on as being true. Just as Jesus said, he must be delivered over uh, to those who would crucify him. And that on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. Uh, I think, the resurrection is an, is an affirmation that God is faithful, not only in the defeat of sin, but victory over death. Uh, so the good news and the good word, uh, even though we are living, many will feel like we're living in a good Friday world. Uh, Easter is coming. And when Easter comes, we all will be able to say Jesus Christ is risen, risen indeed. I pray that everyone who hears this podcast will know that without a doubt, God loves you, God loves me, and God expects me to love you and you to love me in such a way that we proclaim the risen Christ, not only Easter, but the days that follow Easter. Uh, you, you keep hearing our government officials and others say, we will get through this. Uh, it's more than we will get through this. We have seen the end of the story we know the end of the story because we're Easter people, and we know that God wins, love wins, and Jesus defeats uh, death. So to all of those persons who uh, would connect via podcast across the globe and certainly in Indiana, uh, I want to say to you a blessed holy week. Uh, be compassionate with yourselves. Be generous with your grace and be faithful in your calling. It's Friday, but Sunday is coming. It's Friday, Amen. but Sunday's coming. Do you mind closing us for prayer, Bishop? I'd be glad to. Loving God, we give you thanks and praise uh, for your mercy that is so deep. We give you thanks for your love that is so wide. We give you thanks for your forgiveness that is so thorough. God, we give you thanks that you did for us what we could not do for ourselves. And this passion Holy Week, Lord, we ask that we would slow down, just slow down, stay put, stay prayed up and praised up, Lord. It's Friday, but Sunday is coming. We feel as though, Lord, that uh, there are things that are out of our control, and that is true. But we trust your word, O oh God. We say that you will care for us. We trust the word of Jesus Christ, who promised post-resurrection that he would be with us even to the end of the age. Bless those who are listening. Bless, bless those who are hurting. Bless those who are calling and those who are raising questions, oh God. We ask that you would shower us with grace and love, that we might shower it upon others. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Bishop, for leading us in worship and prayer there here on this Holy Week as we come together here as the people called United Methodists to continue to do church together. I hope that you were encouraged by Bishop Trimble's uh, message 
of the necessity of slowing down and of being extravagant with our grace, to be generous with our grace, be compassionate with ourselves, to be faithful in our calling. I'm sure you heard him talk uh, about how we can be the church in these times and heard his message of we live, that we're presently living in a Good Friday world with all the coronavirus and all the situations we have to deal with, and yet it's an Easter is coming. And when Easter comes, we'll be able to say that Jesus Christ has risen, Jesus Christ has risen indeed, and we pray that everyone celebrates and has a blessed Easter. Hope you enjoy these special broadcasts with Bishop Julius Trumbull to be encouraging to you. Looking to come to you each each Tuesday uh, for a while here to give a word of encouragement to your life. You can catch a back episode of the United Methodist People podcast at unitedmethodistpodcast.com and at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash United Methodist Podcast, as well as on iTunes. I'd like to leave you now with the covenant prayer of John Wesley and the Wesleyan tradition. So until next time, friends, this is Reverend Dr. Brad Miller inviting you to continue to do all the good you can. Now here's the covenant prayer of John Wesley. I am no longer my own but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing Put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee or laid aside for thee. Exalted for thee or brought low for thee. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine and I am thine. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. You can continue the conversation and commentary about strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church to accomplish our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Visit the United Methodist People podcast on the web at unitedmethodistpodcast.com and connect at facebook.com slash United Methodist Podcast. And always do all the good you can.